Now, understanding that, you know, uh, <clears throat> last week uh, Dr. Manley spoke about the seasons, and I don't know how many people experienced the situation in their seasons uh, from that message on last week. And but uh, today we want to deal with something a little, a little bit different. And uh, we are a are, are, are people. When it comes down to the body of Christ, we are people that oftentimes uh, sort of kind of lie on the devil. Amen. Uh, so we're going to start with the book of James, and we're going to begin in chapter number one from the book of James. And uh, the title of our message this morning, our subject, is the falsehood of religion. The falsehood of religion. Falsehood of religion. Going into the book of James, James is in, in the New Testament. We're starting <clears throat> with the very first chapter. Now, one of the things that, <clears throat> when I said uh, prior to that, well, a lot of times we like to uh, uh, put things on, on, the, on the enemy, on Satan. And uh, <clears throat> the Lord <laughs> revealed some things to me. Not revealed, I've already known it, but just he brought it to the forefront of my mind. A lot of times when we find ourselves in, in, in outside of the will of God, we like to use the terminology, or people likes to use the terminology, the devil made me do that. Anybody ever heard that, that, that saying, the devil made me do that? Well, we're going to, to see exactly, was it Satan or was it someone else? Amen? We're, we're going to see. All right, now going to the book of James, chapter number one, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 12. Because a lot of things we blame on Satan, or that we say is satanic, or we say that it is demonic, is not that. Okay? Now, <clears throat> James chapter number 1, beginning at verse number 12. Verse number 12 says, Blessed, happy, is the man that endureth. Endureth means to, to stay under, or it means to undergo, or has a fortitude. Okay? It says, Blessed is the man that stays under or undergo, the undergo or has the fortitude to endure temptation. To endure temptation. Now, what, what is temptation? Temptations, uh, the purpose of temptations is to allure or to entice. And oftentimes, tem temptations are very convincing and it has the appearance of being correct right now whenever we are tempted Satan does not tempt us with things that we do not enjoy or I'll put it this way our flesh enjoys okay so it's, its sole purpose is to 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 draw us in to something that appears to be correct but in actuality it is not alright now the Bible goes on to say that when, when, when we are tried, or when he is tried, or when we are tested, he shall receive the crown of life. See, whenever we, we go through these, these temptations, and we're, we're under that thing that's pressing down upon us, if we, if we make it through that test, we are rewarded with a crown of life. So it's okay to go through the temptation, okay? But we've got to know whether or not that temptation is coming, or where it's coming from, Okay? Because if we're able to, to get through it, then we are rewarded. Okay? Now, James chapter number 1, looking at verse number 13. Because, see, the crown is a promise from the Lord when we endure whatever has been set before us or the enticement from Satan. Okay? Now, verse number 13 says this. Let no what man say when he is tempted... I am tempted of who? God. Wow. You know, you know how people always say, well, Satan, Satan did that. He tempted me. Okay? You know, or sometimes we say this. We say, well, God is putting me through this temptation. Okay? But what does the Bible say? See, that's the falsehood of religion when we want to say that God is allowing these things to happen to take us through these these trials or these temptations. But some of these things that we go through, it has nothing to do with Satan. Okay? We're going to establish that fact. Amen? He says, Let no man say when he is tempted, 
I am tempted of God, for God cannot be what? Tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. That's strong, isn't it? That's, that, 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 that says a mouthful. Huh. Can't say that God has tempted me with evil. No, no. The, the Word of God is going to reveal to us where that, where it comes from. Okay? Now, verse number 14 says, But every man is tempted when he is what? Drawn away of his what? Own. What's that next word? Lust. Wow. And he's enticed. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Well, what is lust? Lust is that thing that, is, 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 that we long for that is forbidden. Uh, lust also is an unlawful desire of the flesh. See, we can lust for a whole lot of things. And we do, right? We, we lust after a lot of things. Amen. Whether, whether it be uh, male, female, it can be objects, you know. And we can lust after money and we can lust after food. and There's a lot of things. But see, some things are unlawful for us. But it's a desire of our flesh. It's not a desire of God now. It's a, a lusting is a desire of the flesh. Okay? Now, watch what happens here when it says, when we're tempted, and when a man is tempted now, uh, he is drawn away of his own lust. So, and enticed. No, entice means you've been allured. You've been drawn into that thing. But you can't blame it on the devil. Because remember now, we all, we've all said it. Well, the devil made me do it. No, it was our own flesh that made us do it. It's our own lust that made us to get caught up in those acts that, that was forbidden by God. Amen? It, it was by our own lust. Now, watch what happens now when, when we are enticed or when we're drawn by our own lust. Now, verse number 15 says this. Look how dangerous lust is, okay? It says, but when lust, that thing which is an unlawful desire of the flesh, when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Now, we have to understand, it says, when lust is conceived, when the word conceived there means when it is formed in the womb. See, lust begins to be birthed in the womb. When, it, when it's formed in the womb or it is framed in the mind. Because before we go out and do anything, it has to first start out in, in the mind. And next thing you know, we're birthing that thing. Amen? We're, we're, we are birthing that. So it's framed in the mind. Then it, it's formed in the womb. Lust. We're talking about lust now. Now, it says this. Now, but when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. See, until, it, until conception takes place, it's not sin. But when conception takes place, then it becomes, it, becomes, it becomes sin. Okay? So the Bible says, and when sin, uh, and sin, and when it is finished, it brings forth what? Death. Wow. That's scary. That, that is scary. Because those things that we lust after, those uh, un desires of the flesh, when we allow those, that conception to take place, it brings forth death. Not a physical death, but a spiritual death. You know how you used to be on fire for the Lord, you know, and we're just so excited about God and winning people to Christ and uh, uh, just all the time talking about Jesus. And talking about, you know, it, all of a sudden, you know, our, our testimony kind of diminished. Anybody been there? You know, you always want to say about God and you, you want to talk about how wonderful the Lord is and, and what he's been to you. you. Everybody you meet, you want to tell them something about the Lord. But all of a sudden, our conversation diminishes. So what happens is, or what has happened, is when we have taken in that thing, that, that, when we allow that spirit of lust to conceive, it kills out that spirit man. So no, we're no longer on fire for God anymore. Amen. Some days we feel like it and some days we don't. Anybody else been there besides me? This is the house of being real, right? It's a house of being real. But the Bible says it brings forth death. Now, 
One thing we have to understand when it comes down to the falsehood of religion, we cannot blame the things that we do on Satan because we've already identified the fact that it's by my own lust that I've allowed these things to happen. But we also have to understand we've got to have the Holy Spirit to know what is satanic, what is demonic, and what is not. Because everything that we call satanic is not really satanic. You've got to have the Holy Spirit to know the difference. You have to know, to have the Holy Spirit, you have to have the discerning of the Holy Spirit to know. Because see, when we call things satanic and demonic, those are by our own standards. Our standards. But when we look at the standards of what the Bible talks about, and we will get to that, we'll understand how we need the Holy Spirit to be able to discern. Now, let's go to St. Matthew chapter number 16. St. Matthew chapter number 16. St. Matthew chapter number 16. St. Matthew. Here in St. Matthew, um, as we begin to try to to establish uh, why we need the Holy Spirit to be able to discern what is of God, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 13 in and, and St. Matthew chapter number 16. Are we there? Are we there? All right, now, verse number 13. St. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. Okay? It says this. Uh, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that the Son of Man am? 14 says, And they say, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah's and others, Jeremiah, and or one of the prophets. Then he asked, Jesus Christ asked this question. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Watch this. Verse 16 says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, his reply is, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bojona, for thou, for flesh and blood, has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, remember now, Peter, he, he identifies who Christ is. When, it, when Christ brings that question, who, who they, they as the disciples, who do you all say that I am? So, God, through, the, through the, uh, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, reveals to Peter who Jesus is. So Jesus responds to tell and let him know, listen, you didn't get that from flesh and blood. Only my Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, could have revealed that to you. But let's continue the story and so, so we can see exactly why we need the Holy Spirit because everything that looked like Jesus is not Jesus at the time that it speaks. Okay? Now, looking at verse number 18, verse 18, St. Matthew 16, chapter. Verse 18 says, And I say unto thee, thou, Jesus is speaking, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19 says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, and, be, and shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, shall be bound in heaven. Now, continuing the story, verse number 20. It says, Then charged he, meaning Jesus, the power and the wisdom of God, he his disciples, that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Now remember now, the God has revealed to Peter who Jesus Christ was, right? Now, in verse number 21 says this. Um, Jesus is still speaking. He says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how they must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Jesus begins to share with them about what is going to happen to him after they had the understanding of who he is. Now, they wanted a, a king for right now. They didn't understand uh, the principle of the kingdom and who Christ really was. Now, what's the same Peter now that got the revelation of, of who Jesus was, okay? 
Now Christ said, listen, I'm going to have to suffer, I'm going to die, but I'm going to be resurrected. Now he didn't hear the whole story, okay? Talking about Peter. Now look what Peter does in verse number 22. Peter says, the, the, book, the verse 22 says, Then Peter took him, men in Christ, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Now, here he is now. He is trying to tell Christ that whatever his journey is, what God has set forth for his life, he was saying this was not going to happen. Well, the next thing Jesus says is this, verse number 23. Remember now, Peter's the same one that God had revealed who, who Jesus Christ was. Now, in verse number 23, it says, But he turned, Jesus, he turned, he turns to Peter, and he said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, who? Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou sayest not the things that be of God, but the things of men. So here it is, the same individual now that gets a revelation of who, who Christ is. Now he wants to rebuke him, but Jesus has to turn around and he calls him Satan. See, it's the same individual. That's why you got to know and have the Holy Spirit to know when the enemy is speaking and when God is speaking. Because Jesus says to him, says, wait a minute. You, you are not, you're not speaking of God. See, you, you're speaking of men. So, so that's why we have to be very, very careful when we allow people to speak. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. When we allow people to speak into us. Amen. You got to know it's of God and you got to know what's of man. Now, this morning, I guess it was about so it was 6, 6.30 long now, I think. And this man came on television and it, uh, he started off good. He was talking about how uh, uh, this year we're going to be uh, uh, fruitful and how God was going to, God was going to bless and, and how he was going to bring uh, peace and, and, and uh, uh, awesome things into our lives. And he said, don't turn the dial. You make sure you stay on the dial because there's some things that, that you need to hear. You're going to be fruitful. Well, he starts off, you know, and it's, it's ear-catching. You know how sometimes people can begin to tell you things and it's ear-catching. It's ear-catching. But all of a sudden, he started talking about money. He started talking about sowing that seed. Amen. He started talking about... See, what he, see you've got to know what's God and what's, what's, what's being spoken of man. That's why Jesus was saying to Peter, he said, listen, you're not speaking the things of God, you're speaking the things of man. Because see, the, 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 the minister this morning, I mean, he had my ear. But but when he got, when and I'm I'm receiving, you know, when he said, "Don't turn that down," you know, got a word from you from the Lord. I'm I said, okay. I'm on, I'm gonna see what he's saying now. And he's talking about being fruitful and and how God was gonna bring in and do great marvelous things in your life. And I'm like, hooray, hooray! And all of a sudden, he started giving his own testimony about how he was at this service and this preacher was preaching. And next thing you know, he wanted to sow a seed. I said, okay. So that's really the real story. You just attached it to the back end. <laughs> You, know, you really had that in your mind, but you didn't want to bring it up front, right? Anybody been in that kind of service? You know, I have. So, so, so then I knew, and, and it helped me to remember what God was saying. Some things of a God, but then some things of uh, being spoken by man. But how do I know? If I had not the Holy Spirit, see, I could have failed for that. Because so many people, you know, they like to go in and start writing them checks and send that man that money thinking all this stuff going to happen to them. And their life living like hell, you know what I'm saying? But, but yet they're not walking in the will of God. So they'll write that check out and send that money in, and then nothing happens. They get mad at the preacher. Well, if you had the Holy Ghost, you would have known that was not of God. Amen? You would have known that. Amen? You know, you, you got to know what the, what the Word of God says. But see, Satan is so, so cunning. That's why we have to be very, very careful. See, things, there are some things measured by man that we call demonic, that we call devils, but then the Bible lets us know the way that God wants us to discern. Okay? Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3. So, see, you know, that, that, that rascal is very, very enticing, you know? He, he, he's very enticing. He knows how to do what he wants done. Amen? Now, one thing Satan wants us to do, he's always wants us to put 
ourselves or oneself as the master and not God. He, he always wants us to put self up there, uh, being the, being the, the master of, of our lives rather than God. Now, Genesis chapter number 3. Now, this is how the Bible measures what's satanic and what is of God. He measures it by the subtlety or the, the, the wiseness of, of the enemy. you got to know the difference. Now, Genesis chapter number uh, 3, verse, beginning at verse number 1. Genesis 3. Now, verse 1 in Genesis chapter number 3, the very first book of the Bible. Okay? It says, now the serpent. Somebody say, now. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about way back in the Garden of Eden. I'm talking about right now. Right now. It says, now the serpent. See, the serpent is the whispering enchanter. He knows how to talk. He knows what to say. He knows what you desire in your flesh. And he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows how to bring that thing. He says, now the serpent, the whispering enchanter, was more substyle. means he's cunning. He's crafty. He knows what you love. He knows what you like. He knows every move that you make. And he knows what you are already framing in your mind. So he works on that. Okay? Now, it says, he's more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, first thing that, that the whispering and channel wants to do is to engage us in a conversation. But he doesn't make a statement. It's an open, uh, open-end conversation. In other words, he puts a question there. He says, now wait a minute now. He says, uh, has God said you cannot eat of every tree of the garden? So he gets your mind stirring, inquisitive. You know, he, he, he wants you to go against God, but he's very crafty and cunning how he does that. Because you know? he does not want to be recognized. But if you've got the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to recognize him. Amen? Now, this is what verse number 2 says. It says, And the woman said unto the serpent, the whisper in China, they in dialogue. It might have been in a conversation with Satan lately. Huh. Yeah, he, he start telling you stuff, you know, things, you know, he, he knows what condition you're in, so he'll begin to talk, whisper in your ear, things that you want to hear. It says, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but, verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, she's giving out too much information. See, once Satan gets us involved in a dialogue, all of a sudden we'll begin to give out too much information. Now, he, he doesn't know everything because he's not like God. He's not omnipresent. He's not everywhere. He's not omnipotent. He's not that. He's, see, he waits for us to release what he really wants to know, okay? So he's, he's in conversation now. now and, and she's telling him, she said, no, no, that's not what God said. But then verse 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. See, when you offer too much information, then that gives Satan ammunition how to come back at you. Because he will take what you are saying, and then he'll use it against you. Right? That, that's, that's what happens. Now, and verse number 5 says, For God, watch, watch Satan, For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as, what's that? Gods with a small s. Remember, last time the Dr. Miller said something about gods, and he talked about how people say, you, you're going to be blaspheming. They say, you're blaspheming. All right, now, here it is. He's Satan saying, listen, wait a minute. He says, uh, your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, I'm going to, this particular, I want you to mark this, I want you to highlight this, and 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, you don't have to go there just yet. You have to understand how Satan does what he does. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 14 says, uh, We're not to marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Okay? Also, he's able to make his ministers to be transformed as ministers of righteousness. 
In other words, he can make his workers, because Satan does have workers, and he can make them look like ministers of righteousness. Have you ever seen somebody say, oh, they, they, they just feel with the Holy Ghost. They, they just God's people. And let me tell you, when the cover is pulled back, it's not what you think it is. And it's not what you think it is. Amen. See, Satan has that ability to transform himself as an angel of light. Why? Because he used to be the light barrier. See, that's why he hates our light. And he wants to pull out, put out our light. Because, see, that was his job before. But then he, he you know, he got too big for his britches. And so God had to get rid of him. Amen. So, so now what happens is he's able to transform some things. But let's look at this other thing he says here that, uh, that, uh, the reason why God does not want you to eat of, of the fruit of the tree of that garden is because your eyes will become open and you shall be as gods, as, as, key word, as gods, knowing good and evil. Because see, when he did what he did, he got to the point where he knew good and evil, okay? Now, let's look at Psalms um, 82. Hold your place there in, in Genesis 3, and we're going to come back there. Psalms, look at Psalms 82, because we want to deal with, with, with these gods. Psalms 82. Psalms 82. I'll make sure we get there. Amen. Psalms 82. Psalms chapter number 82. Over there. Now, verse number 6 says this. He says, I have said, now, uh, as, as David is speaking and, and, and he's speaking on behalf of God, he says, I have said, ye are what? God's. Remember that in Genesis 3? He says, I have said, ye are God's, and all of you are children of the Most High. See, we have a DNA of God. So the Bible says here, we are, the, we are the children of the Most High, and God says, ye are God's, with S. But then small s, no, small g. And then he says, but, verse number 7, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. In other words, you'll lose your position because you don't know who you are. See, that's what happened with Eve here because she did not know who she is. One of the things that most of the body of Christ have a problem with, they do not know who they are. They got an identity crisis. They have an identity crisis. That's why anybody can come along and tell them anything and they fall for it. Especially when they don't even know who they are. And that's the sad part. We are the apple of God's eye. Even the angels are jealous of mankind. They're, they're jealous of man. You know, when you look at Psalms uh, chapter 8, it will tell you that, okay? Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 3, we want to continue to, 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 continue to read because, see, the Bible, the Bible compares uh, satanic uh, beings as one that is cunning and substyle. They, they, they know that they're crafty. You know, and, and they are, they are ones of wisdom. Now look at the latter part of, of uh, chapter number uh, 3 and verse number 6. Verse number 6 says this. Uh, it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one what? Wise. See, she didn't already know that she was already wise. That's how so many people get deceived. Because they don't know who they are. They don't know the wisdom and, and power God has placed on the inside of them. So Satan, because they don't know, Satan uses what we don't know. And that's why it's so important that we do know what's in the Word of God and what God has said, because that way you can't be tempted. But if you don't know what the Word says, He can tell you anything. She's already, the Bible says, you know, he says, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Well, what was happening is that, that tree of good and evil, see, that tree represented Satan. See, when you go into the book of Revelation, you will find that the, the tree that we find in the Garden of Eden, those two trees, the, the, uh, the tree of good and evil, and the tree that's in the midst of the garden, you will find when you go to the book of Revelation, the tree of good and evil is no longer there. It's been removed. See, Satan, has, Satan will be removed in the end time. He will be removed. That's written. But see, if we don't know that, or we don't have the wisdom and knowledge of God, then we can easily be deceived by the whispering enchanter. Now, she, she's looking for some wisdom, you know. Then it says, she took of the fruit. Now listen. She took of the fruit. 
Now she believed the voice of Satan. How many times have we believed the voice of Satan and got tricked? Got tricked, right? I mean, he's good at it. Well, see, we ha- if we have the Holy Spirit on the inside, we-, we are able to know before when he shows up. We can even know before he even show up at our door. He's on his way. And you get yourself equipped. Amen? Get, get yourself equipped. The Bible goes on to fruit thereof and did eat and then it says she gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat now wait a minute you would have thought that the whispering and channel was just speaking to Eve and Adam was nowhere present either he walked up or he was there all the time because there's a word there that says that not only did she take it and eat it, but she also gave it to her husband. Now, see, the first thing that happened was God spoke to Adam first and told him what to do, not eat. He spoke to Adam, told him what he could not do. But somehow he allowed Eve to be out of, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Sometimes, sometimes we as women can be out of place. And whenever we are out of place, the enemy can speak to us. Anybody been there? <laughs> Amen. We've been out, we can be out of place. But you've got to make sure you, that the one that you're following has got the Holy Spirit. Because see, what happens here, they both end up out of place. Okay? Now, they, they listen. See, that's what Satan wants. He wants us to put ourselves on the throne of our heart, become the master of our own life, Rather than God. Why? Because his ultimate uh, ultimate job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And as long as we got self on the throne, you can rest assured he's going to make this meat out of us. Amen. Amen. Is the Holy Spirit speaking in the house? Is he speaking? Amen. Now, now look, verse number 7 says, and, and, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. In other words, they tried to cover up their sins from God. Can't do it. There's no way you, we can hide our sins from God. He already knows. He already knows before we enter into the act. He, he knows when we, com- we, we com- uh, commit the act. He knows when we conceive that. You see, you understand that about that temptation. All it does, it lures us. It entices us. It doesn't force us to do anything. That's why we can't say the devil made me do it. Because the Bible explicitly told us that if, when we're drawn away. See, Satan can't get us as long as we're under the umbrella of God. But the moment we begin to shift, we begin to shift a little bit more, we're being drawn away. And when we're drawn away, that is exactly when he can come in and take over and say, hey, you, 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 you can manage your own life. You ain't got to consult with nobody. You, you, you know what, do, do you? Do we? <laughs> See, we got to always consult with God. Because if we don't consult with God, we will definitely mess up. And then we'll wonder, how in the world did I get here? You remember the message from last week about your, about your season? You got, you're in that winter season, and if you're not careful, you got, that whatever you did in that winter season, and, and that's in the negative, you'll take it right over into your new season. And see, when you take it over into your new season, really it's not a new season, it's still the old season. And we wonder why, what, what, what happened? Well, when the, when the new season was there, when we've been breaking up, fallow ground, new ground, new is new. New is not used stuff, y'all. New is not goodwill. Oh, Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? New is when somebody else has not put it on, has not worn it, okay? Can I, can I get clear? It's nothing wrong with going to the goodwill store. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm trying to express what the word new actually means, okay? Now, so, so what happened here, they, they end up taking all that stuff, that old stuff, into that new season where God is trying to break up because, see, everything's going to be new. See, that's what that preacher was saying this morning. He's talking about all this new stuff is going to be happening. That's what got my ear because it was connected with my message. But then he had that little, little other part attached to another part about sending him some money. 
No, I can get what God has to give me without me sending him some money. Amen? Because God knows what my needs are. Now, Satan is very crafty. Let's go to St. Matthew chapter number 4. St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter number 4. St. Matthew chapter number 4. St. Matthew. You've got to have the Holy Spirit now. You've got to have that discerning because you can be tricked. And, and the enemy knows how to get us. Amen? He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows what to appeal to. Okay? Now, St. Matthew chapter number 4 is where we're going to. St. Matthew chapter number 4. Are we there? Matthew's first book of the Bible in the New Testament. Now, verse number 1 in chapter number 4 says this. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He's led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Okay? Now, verse number 2 says, And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards hungered. Verse 3 says, And when the tempter, Satan, he came to him, he said, Now look at this. He says, If thou be. If thou be. Identity. See, he thought Jesus didn't know who he was. That's how Satan tells us what he says to us. If, you, if you're a child of God, then. Or uh, if you got all this kind of power, you, you, you can do this. Now, he wants us to reveal because, see, he knows that we do not know who we are. See, now the word identity means the fact of being who, the fact of being who or what a person is. See, if we don't know who we are or who we are in God and who God has designed and made us to be, we can be led astray easily, very easily. Now, here it is. He says to Christ, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. One thing Satan wants us to do is misuse the power that God has given us. That happens a lot these days. Especially when you get into the body of Christ and you're in fellowship and you're in churches. and you know The enemy will want us to, to misuse our power. In other words, you, you're out there in, in, in mainstream religion and this, this falsehood of religion and they do not want you to know what God has said in the Bible. So what they do is they give you one script and then they take off what they're saying. I don't care what you say. If this does not line up with the Word of God, then I'm not going to hear what you got to say. It's, it's so important that we understand, get in the book, get... Um, I hear your Holy Spirit. See, the thing is, the enemy knows the best way to keep mankind from knowing what God has to say, it, it means he needs to say, put it inside of a book, because he knows we do not like to read. Think about, can we, can we come home to you? Now, now... Uh, think about how many of us sit down with the Word of God through the week and let God talk to us. Now, we ain't got a problem now talking to God. When I say talking to God, tell Him all our wants and wishes and desires. Now, we don't have no problem with that. But we got a problem with taking a seat, <laughs> sitting down, and allowing the Holy Spirit through the Word of God to talk to us. Because a lot of times when He talks to us, we don't like to hear what He got to say. Because when he talked to us, he don't talk about everybody else to us. He talked to us about us. And most of us do not like to hear about us, right? Hey, amen. Don't mess with my sin. Don't mess with my shortcomings. But the Word, God, he talks to us. He, he, he talks to us. He has to talk to us. So, so what happens is now, that they, they, they won't tell you, you know, you, you can pray. You don't have to come to me 24-7 asking, Pastor, can you pray? Will you? Yeah, I will pray, but you should have already been praying. You know your issue better than anybody. See, I may add something to your issue. I don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. So, so the thing is, you know, they, they know uh, and that bothers me. That bothers me. Because what has happened, they have put man 
or a woman in a place where they ought not to be. And that's dangerous. Because God is a jealous God. And he said, we're not to have no other God before him. And you got all these folks sitting high and mighty. I'm this and I'm that. I'm we're all children of God, the Most High King. And when we stand before God, we're all going to stand individually without a title. Without a title. But we run around here, oh, this is my church, this is my path. Well, where is God at? Well, where is God? Where is Jesus? He's the one that brings the provision. He's the one that provides. Where is God? Not man. Man will cut you off. Man will get what he wants and man will go. Man will take what you give to them as long as you give out. Now, we, we, we've given so much stuff out of from, from this place, and many of them has really been here knows that, I mean, we, we do try to turn loads of stuff. And, and we give out. And then sometimes somebody will bring their family members and all that. And one point in time, my God, I mean, they, they, we had about 18 cars lined up over at the warehouse, and they had brought their cousins and then the brothers and the sisters, packed, slammed, trunk full, car seat full, everything was full, totally full. But let me tell you, they're nowhere to be found. After they got the stuff, they hit the road and kept going to the next place. Amen. So you got you to be careful on that mess. But you got to know God for yourself. You have to know God for yourself. I was in the service one night, and, and, and I'll never forget this preacher that was preaching, and, and he probably has never been back to that church anymore. He probably hadn't. And he said to the congregation, he said, you all can't see God because you can't see God because you can't see, you can't see God because the only way you know God is through your pastor. Whoa, that's a problem right there. He said, if you, if you don't change that, God is going to move your Moses. They could not see God because they had the man in the way. Never do that. Always have God at the forefront of your life. You always do that. You, you, you know God for yourself. Because when the stuff hit the fan, you're going to have to be able to pray and get a prayer through. You're going to have to do that. With all the situation that's going on in life right now, in the world, huh, you better make sure you know God. Because you can easily be deceived. Listen, I'm not deceived about what's going on. These things have to be. If these things don't be, then, the Holy, then God cannot, the ushering of the Holy Spirit, Christ cannot return. All these things have to be. Trump just been, he just, just like Obama, he, he was positioned. He was put there by God. Trump put there. He's, all they're doing is carrying out the wishes of God. I don't know who the next one going to be, but the rest is sure. For his own wit, we're going to be looking at Christ and him splitting the midair. So we've got to understand, no, it ain't about those people. No, no, that's not where your resources come from. Your resources come from God. God will provide. He provides. He provides. That's what's wrong now. They worry about what they're going to cut off these stamps and, you know, all these uh, welfare and all this stuff here. Yeah, folks need to go to work. Amen. I worked 20-some years, 30-some years. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But anyway... Let's get back to the text, okay? Matthew chapter number 4. See, now Satan, now he, he wants you to misuse your power. And that's why as leaders, you've got to be careful that you do not mislead your power. Misuse your power. You've got to be careful now. And as followers, you've got to be careful that you're not following someone who's uh, operating outside of the will of God. Amen? Now, you've got to be careful of that. Now, look at verse number 4. It says this. It says, but he answered. Now, Jesus has a reply. But he answered and he said, it is what? Written. He didn't say it was spoken. He said, it is written. That means it's been recorded. Okay? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of who? Out of the mouth of God. And then verse 5 says, watch this. The end of devil. He taketh him up into the holy city, and he setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, here we go again, if thou be. 
In other words, if you don't know your, 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 who you are, don't know your identity, you can be misled. If thou be the Son of God. See, we are children of the Most High God. You've got to know who you are. Then he says, cast thyself down. He wants you to commit spiritual suicide. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Now, what's the remainder of these verses? And we're done. It says, verse number 7. It says, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Okay, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do that. God will take watch over me. God take care of me. He'll forgive me. Uh, his grace is awesome. Well, you're tempting, the, the, you're tempting God at that point. Because what's happening, you're relying on the goodness of God to, to get us out of the mess we're in, right? So sometimes we don't fully understand that. Amen? Now, verse number 8 says, Again, understand something. Satan never gives up. He never gives up. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain, and he showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. See, that's what get man. That's what get mankind. See, this materialistic stuff. See, now he's showing Jesus all the kingdoms. The glory comes with it. You know, they're like, okay, unless you got the right job, unless you, you deal with certain people, you know, you, you, you're not prestigious, you know. Glory comes with all that. But no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. That's a ploy. That's a ploy of Satan. He, show, he, he shows things that uh, uh, entices the flesh. Because, you know, most people like bling, bling. Y'all know bling, 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 bling is. You know, except things that shine. You know, yeah, so a lot of times I, I get tickled when uh, I see these cars that look like they may cost about $2,000, maybe $1,500. But they got these great big old rims that cost about three or $4,000. Bling, bling, bling. Excuse me. What's, what's, what's wrong with that picture? I mean, something bad wrong with that picture. I, 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 I just can't get that. But see, he wants to show you uh, the things that already belong to you. Now, verse 9 says, And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thy will fall down and worship me. See, that's what Satan wants. He said, I'm, I'm going to give you all this stuff, but you've got to worship me. In other words, he says, in other words, you've got to change your God. I want you to worship me. I'll give you all this stuff. You can have it all, but you've got to fall down. Fall down and you've got to lower yourself and worship Satan. That's what he's saying. Lower yourself. And then verse 9 says, And saith unto him, All these things will I give unto thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. See, you've got to have the Holy Spirit to be able to, if you're going to get in a conversation with Satan, you better make sure you've got the power of the Holy Ghost to speak. Now, let me show you one last scripture, and we're done. Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Because, see, he's trying to show you something. He wants you to see certain things, and most times, most people will fall for it. Let's go to Psalms 115. This is our very last verse. Because all of this is falsehoods of religion. All of this is falsehoods of religion. Satan won't show you all the stuff. You can have this, but, but you've got to submit. You've got to give in to me, is what he's saying. You can have this. And he doesn't tell you that it, it comes with a pill, with a destruction pill. You know, it, 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 it disconnects you from God. But let me show you the things that most people are reaching out for that it, that it already belongs to them. Psalms 115, are we there? Looking at verse number 16. This is what verse number 16 in Psalms 115 says. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, right? But look what he says. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. So God has given the earth to mankind. Everything in this, on this earth, God has given to mankind. 
So all Satan was trying to do was give back to Jesus what was his already. So all those things that the enemy's been whispering in our ears that he's going to give us, listen, you need to tell him, wait, hold, hold up, hold up. That's mine already. That's what you need to tell him. That, that's mine already. You're not telling me nothing I don't already You cannot give me nothing that you got because everything that's... that's the Lord said, the cattle on the thousand hills belong to the Lord. Well, hills are on earth. The cattle are on earth. All those things belong, belong to, to the children of men. Everything that we need has already been given. So if Satan said, come to you and say, hey, I'm going to give you something. I got something for you. Tell him no thank you. Tell, tell, tell him no thank you. Tell him my father has already provided and made provisions for me. Amen. All we got to do is wait for the provisions. But most of us are impatient, right? And we, when, we, when we become impatient, we make wrong decisions all the time. But we get to remember now, all these are falsehoods of religion. We are spiritual beings. And this is a spiritual word. So please, ma'am, and please, sir, let's get in the book. Because it is written here, everything we need to know. This is your weapon. This is your ammunition. And you can, you can shoot Satan at any given time with the word of God. You, you can do that. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you.